I'm so glad that we are here in Silver Spring. Hallelujah. I'm so glad about it. Listen, if you don't know who I am, my name is Pastor Brandon. I am the senior pastor of Transformation Christian Fellowship. And uh, we are honored to be in the house tonight. We are honored to be in the house tonight. Matter of fact, God has put this, this, this region on my heart for quite some time. And um, we're going to see what the Lord going to do here in Silver Spring. How about that? <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. And so here what we're doing is we're popping up around the area. And so what I need you to do is take out your phone for me. I want you to download Transformation Christian Fellowship app right now. Uh, not just because we want you to have the nice app, but because we want you to be updated on what's going on. <laughs> okay, so we can let you know about the next uh, things that are going on. And also, not only that we, we send inspirational messages through the app, we actually use it. We're going to wake you up in the Monday morning and say, God bless you. <laughs> God loves you. Let you know, amen. And so... For those of you who don't know what a pop-up experience is, again, it's almost similar to a restaurant. When a restaurant comes in the area, we're just popping up. Uh, when more resources come, we'll pop up for a consistent period of time here in Silver Spring, and we'll see what happens from there. Uh, do you guys like the building that this is in? Like the building that this is in? So we shall see. We shall see. So I want to take the time to thank all of the team that is out. I thank God for you. Can you give me a, can you give God a hand praise for our team that is here? And we're so excited about that. And we also have service tomorrow at 5 p.m. located in Columbia slash Clarksville, Maryland at 5 p.m. every Sunday. So you can meet us there at 6120 Day Long Lane. All right. Now let's get into the good stuff. Y'all ready to work with me tonight? So I'm gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna share this with you and then we're gonna pray afterwards. And we're believing God for deliverance. Anything, anybody need anything from God tonight? I hope so. All right, go to Isaiah chapter 43. God, be, God dropped this in my spirit concerning this area. And I, I wanna share it with you tonight. Is that okay? All right, Isaiah chapter 43. I'm only going to read uh, verses 18 through 21. So verse 18, it says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I want to keep your attention on verse 18. And... Uh, Verse 18 is where we're going to really key our attention on for tonight. It says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Can you do me a favor? Look at somebody and tell them the subject for tonight is forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. So as I was preparing for tonight, the Holy Spirit began to impress upon me that some of us our stubbornness and, and unwillingness to let go of things has been holding up what God wants to do in your life. God wants to do something in your life, but because of your unwillingness to let some things go, it's holding up the new that God has for you. I came to announce to you that your new has already been prepared now, that your next is now. Here's the issue. You're still trying to hold on to things. And God is saying, I want you to remove yourself from it. Yeah. Are you hearing me? Yeah. 
And, 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 and in verse 18, ladies and gentlemen, it really catches my attention because he's saying, do not remember the former things. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, he is saying, do not recall of it. I want you to have no memory of it. I want you to treat it as it never happened. <laughs> I, want to, I want you to not consider the former things. I want you to act like, I want you to act like it never happened. That it's behind you. Ladies and gentlemen, here in our very text, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, the prophet Isaiah, he is, um, he is encouraging the children of Israel right now. He's giving hope to them. And the first 39 chapters of the book of Isaiah, it's a lot of judgment. It's a lot of uh, uh, bad things that the children of Israel brought upon themselves. And so God's saying, because of that, I'm going to let y'all go into the hands of the Babylonians. So I'm going to let you be captive to your own trouble. And so what happens is if we get outside of the will of God, a lot of times we become captive to the things that we created on ourselves. It is not that God did it. It's the very fact of the matter is we caused it ourselves. And so sometimes to teach you a lesson, God in, in turn will allow you to go through the very thing that you stepped out of his will to do. But here's the thing about God's grace. He won't let you be consumed in it, though. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Has anybody ever had an issue, got themselves in the trouble, and, and, and you was like, man, God, if you can get me out of this one, Jesus. Like, if you can just get me out of this one, I promise I'll stay on the straight and narrow. <laughs> I promise I'll stay on the straight and narrow if you can get me out of this one. So he's encouraging them. He's letting them know of the good things that God is going to do, that he's going to deliver them because right now the children of Israel are scattered. They're in exile. They're in Babylon at this moment. Babylon at this time was the superpower of that time. And so they, they were under captive, being forced to, and, and when you're captive to something, then that thing could use you to whatever pleasure they would like to use it for. And so they were under hard uh, distress of the Babylonians, ladies and gentlemen. And, and Isaiah is encouraging them and letting them know here in verse 43, but don't worry about it because, and, and don't be dismayed like he said in verse 40, because the Lord God, God is going to avenge what was oppressing you. Uh-huh. All right. And, and, and he, 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 they've been separated, they've been in exile, and, 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 and the reason why God is bringing them out of it is because you were created, created uh, for the glory of God. And so you can't give God glory when you're captive. You cannot be a good witness when you're captive. The real, what I'm telling you is, is that I came here as, tonight as a prophet of God to tell you that if you come out of your captivity, you're about to set people around you free. But if you can't get loose, if you still stay bound, you want to hold up the thing that God has in store for your life. Am I talking good so far? All right. So, so, so here, here it is, is that in his mercy and in his grace, he's not going to allow them to go so far. Uh, so he's going, what he's going to do is he's going to use an outside source to then take over Babylon to then set them free. 
Okay, all right. And, and the reason why he's doing that is not because you deserve salvation. It's not like you've been great, but God, oh my God, God has sent his son out of the very fact of the matter is that he loves you. It's nothing deep about it. It's that he loves you. This is grace. It's that he loves you beside yourself. Hallelujah. That no matter what you can do, the Bible says in Romans 8 that nothing can separate you from the love of God. God loves you because he loves. That's just a part of his character. That's all he know how to do is know how to love you. Even when you don't even know how to love him, he even loves the mess out of you. Okay. He, he, he loves it out of you. Psalm 86, verse 12 and 13, it says, I will praise you, O Lord, my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify your name forever. Why is that? For, for great is your mercy toward me. Anybody have needed the mercy of God? Has anybody needed the mercy of God in this room? If the Bible says in Lamentations chapter 3 that it is of the Lord's mercies that you and I are not consumed. And the very fact of the matter is, is that new mercies you see every morning. Hallelujah. You should thank God tonight that God gives you new mercy for a new day. That God doesn't hold your past over your head. But okay, you messed up yesterday. Here's a new batch of mercy. You need, oh my God, you messed up today. Here's a new batch of mercy. And so on and on and on. God gives you new mercy to wipe away the old. All right. And you have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol. In other words, you have delivered my soul from the depths of hell. When hell had a grip on me, when hell had a hold on me, he said, I go, oh my God, into the, oh my God. The psalmist said, even if I make my bed in hell, you are there. And so no matter how low you've gotten, no matter how far you have fallen away, God's hand will stretch all the way down to the very depths and pick you up. Hallelujah. It, it will pick you up from where you are. I don't care. I don't care if you came in here depressed. I don't care if you got suicidal thoughts in your head. I don't care if you came in here wondering what God, God, I need you. God, I need you in the right room tonight because God came to deliver you. God came to set you free. You in the right house at the right time to receive what you need from God. However, he tells them again. Do not remember the former things of old. Here's what I find so interesting, ladies and gentlemen, that in verse 16 and 17, if you read it in Isaiah 43, he's, 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 he's uh, 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 appealing to the children of Israel, the descendants of, uh, uh, of their ancestors, to uh, an event that happened in their past. He tells them about what God did for uh, their ancestors. I don't know if you know the story, but in the book of Exodus, chapter 3, God raised up a man by the name of Moses. Hallelujah. And, and, and then if you go later on in Exodus, you'll see that uh, he called them at a burning bush to go and be a deliverer and set them free. Because he said their cries have came to my ear and I came to set them and deliver them. And I'm bringing deliverance and I'm putting deliverance in your mouth. I'm putting deliverance in your mouth. Here's what I'm saying. God has, is putting salvation in your mouth. Your family's bound. You're not seeing what you need to see in your finances. He said, I put it in your mouth. 
that's why the Bible says the power of life and death is in your tongue oh my god what are you speaking life to today if it's a dire situation you need to start speaking some good things but if you so constantly repaying oh I'll never do this oh I'm not so good I'm not as good as that person I don't have my salvation down packed like that person do I wish I was on their level if you constantly comparing yourself and turn yourself down how in the world you are going to be a deliverer how in the world are you going to be able to set people free how in the world are you going to even be able to set yourself free because let me tell you something tonight you have the power to change any oh my god any generational curse that ran in your family it can stop with you but if you constantly saying well my mother did it and i i guess i'm gonna follow that or my daddy did it so i'm gonna follow with that you gotta walk up in your mind and say come hell high water i will not be that the devil is a liar i will not be like my mother i will not be like my father i will make a change right here and so he tells them i liberated god said i liberated your forefathers from the hands of the oppressor i i, I made I, I cleared the path for them through the Red Sea, dried it up, walked through it. I did all of that. But yet, he tells them about their past, but yet God tells them, do not remember the former things of old. This is very puzzling, wouldn't you think? Why would you tell me about my past and then you tell me, forget about it? <laughs> why would you put my memory back God I thought you had a problem with you said remember the Lord thy God but you telling me to forget no 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 God is wants you to remember the blessings of old but he does not want you to revel in it in other words he don't want you to stay in that in other words they, 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 yeah the past was great but there was also some defeats along the way there was also some discouragements along the way there was also some very low moments along the way and God's saying I want you to forget about all of that it does not matter <laughs> uh, and then he goes further and says neither consider the things of old in other words, what he's saying to you, I don't even want you to think about it. I don't want you to, I don't want you to continue to replay that same trauma in your mind. I don't want you to keep playing the same trauma in your mind. I don't even want you to have that on your psyche. I want you to forget, oh my God. Listen, it's not that he's telling you to be, uh, 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 for better word, it, to be a naive about where you came from. He's not telling you to be naive. He's not telling you that oh, it never, no. God is saying, I want you to leave it behind. Because a lot of times we like to take the junk of old into new things. Oh, because you had trauma from a bad relationship, when you finally see somebody that God has sent, you can't really take it on because you're still dealing with, oh, he cheated on me or she cheated on me. I had to continue to check her phone, check his phone and all of that stuff like that. And you take those same behaviors into a new thing. But if you don't, if you act like it never happened and leave it behind where it is, then you'll be able to move forward. But you're still trying to travel on with the baggage. Look at somebody say leave it behind Get rid of it 
He's saying, I don't want you to play it in your mind. What does he don't want you to play in the mind? I don't want you to rehearse and keep rehearsing that mistake. I don't want you to keep rehearsing that trauma. I don't want you to keep relate, uh, rehearsing that hurt. I don't even want to have you keep rehearsing what you lost. What you lost is what you lost for a reason. You lost it because you didn't need it. If you needed it, you would still have it. But God said you needed to get rid of it because even, oh my God, what I have in, oh my God, what I have in store for you is far greater than what you lost. Oh my God. But you're saying, oh, it was so good. No, you thought that was the good thing. You thought that was what you know. God said, no, that wasn't it. I had something better for you. And so sometimes God got to remove what looked like it and give you the real thing. How you hearing me tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't need I don't need something that look like it. I need the real thing. I don't need something that look like an opportunity. See, you still crying over a lost opportunity. You still crying over, oh, I thought I should have had that job. But then you can't even realize that look what what I thought that I didn't get. God is just preparing something on the other side. But if you don't see it that way, you'll seem defeated. You'll seem like oh nothing will ever happen but I came to announce over Silver Spring tonight that God is doing a new thing in this region God is raising you up in this region and I came to serve you notice you better forget about everything that happened before and move forward Shout hallelujah alright I'm gonna go one step forward I said I want you to forget the last blessing I don't even want you to consider the last blessing. Because what I'm about to do in your life will have no comparison to the old. You can't even compare it to what happened before. That's what I'm about to do. Are you hearing me tonight? Oh my God. Uh, so God is telling them this through the prophet Isaiah because he wants to shift their attention. Tonight, I came to shift your perspective over your current circumstance. You need to change your focus. I need you to get your focus off from what didn't work. You're saying, Pastor Brandon, I started this business. I heard God tell me to do it, but, I, but it's not coming through like I thought. I, shift your attention. Because once you shift your attention, God going to give you an idea of how your business is going to expand. Pastor Brandon, I thought I was getting married, but something happened. I need you to shift your attention over a failed relationship and get it on yourself first. Uh, because the next thing that's going to happen is Boaz and Ruth is coming. But I need you to shift your focus. Pastor Brandon, I got laid off when Discovery Channel left here. I was one of the ones affected. And, and, and things haven't been right in my finances. I want you to shift your perspective. Because the Bible says in Philippians that he shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. I need you to take your attention off of that. I want you to focus it on me. I'm, oh, oh my God, focus it on me. How do I know this? Hebrews chapter 12. 
Hallelujah. Verse 2, it begins to say, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him. Hallelujah. How in the world is a cross joy? He wasn't, it was not the joy of the cross. It was the joy of the resurrection that was set before him. See, you can endure the cross because you know there's a resurrection coming behind it. But if you don't see it that way, you'll see yourself defeated in the tomb. But Jesus didn't see that. He said, lay my body down in three days. I'm getting it back up. Oh, man. Oh, can I preach in here like I feel like it tonight? Hallelujah. The very fact of the matter is he endured that because he knew what was coming after it. See, what I'm trying to tell you, if you endure this, God, hallelujah, if you can endure it, if you can run the race, if you can endure it, God said, I got something on the other side of it. Oh, my God, there's something on the other side. If you can just make it through this, I got something on the other side. So in other words, God is saying, I need you to have a short memory. I want you to have a short memory. I need you wipe the slate clean. Short memory. Well, I remember I was down. No, 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 short memory. I don't want you to hold on to it. And why God is so adamant about this? Because you'll never receive the new if you're still stuck on the past. If you don't forget, watch this, number one, if you don't forget, you will stay stuck. How many of you all can be honest with yourself? I don't need to see your hand. And you say, Pastor Brandon, I've been stuck in this place. I'm trying to get out but I don't know how to. I don't know how to fix your eyes on Jesus. I've been stuck in this place, Pastor Brandon. I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to move forward, but I don't know how to. I, I don't know how to. Uh, well, I, Paul said in Philippians chapter three, verse 13, he says, forgetting those things that are behind. You wanna make it pass it? I want you to forget those things that are behind. Because let me tell you something. You, some of you all stay stuck because you stay in that condemnation. God is trying to bring our Israel out of that condemnation, out of that sin, out of that mistake. Say, listen, if I don't hold it against you, nor should you hold it against yourself. I want you to, Paul said, forgetting those things that are behind. In other words, it's water under the bridge. Let me give you an example. Say for instance in a relationship, one commits infidelity, but you decide to forgive them. If you decide to forgive them, then in other words, it is not saying that, oh, I'm gonna forgive, but I won't forget. Y'all caught in here tonight. What I'm telling you is, if you decide to get back with that person, it's almost like it never happened. Okay, somebody do you wrong. Close friend of yours. It's always the close ones, isn't it? It's always. Always got to be the one who you think is a spoon coon. Always the one you think is your best friend. It's always the thing, the one that you say is your bro or your sis. 
And it come to find out they really were not bro and sis of yours. It's almost like you just was around me because of the type of person I was. God bless you. <laughs> I know I'm a good person. <laughs> but here's the thing. If the person comes for reconciliation, and it's a real thing, if you, in fact you do decide to let that person back in your circle, it is in the fact that you have to forgive and forgive. Here's where we do. We forgive and hold a grudge. But if you're really going to let those things behind you, then you have to forget it and move forward. And here's the deal. A lot of times you stay stuck because, again, you're not forgetting. You're just moving and you're just going with the um, going with the motions like you actually forgiven them and you really haven't. So you get put this phony smile on like, oh, yeah, we're still cool. Yeah. Yo, what's up, bro? Yo, you trying to go out to the nah, I'm good. I, I'm not. So you still being standoffish. That's because you really have not forgiven the person and really let it go. What I'm telling you is, how do you get out of being in a rut? You have to forget those things that were behind. And here's what Paul says, and I press forward. You cannot make a press until you forget what's behind. All right, all right. Can I move forward? Uh, uh, Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, verse 62, he said, but Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Here's how I know this. There was a woman in scripture. Uh, it was Lot's wife. Her name, is, uh, her, her name remains unnamed. We don't know her name. But we know this. Uh, uh, God was coming to bring fire and brimstone upon Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham was saying, could you save it? He said, I couldn't find anybody. Adam, I mean, Abraham took him all the way down to 10. He said, could you time 10? He said, I can't find about 10. I'm like, man, this is a wicked place. So he couldn't find 10. Well, so he said, can you save my nephew? <laughs> so he comes save, he comes save Lot. And what happened was Lot, uh, the angel of the Lord comes, say, Lot, you got to get out of here. God about to destroy this place, brother. You need to go. You and your family. And Lot was like, man, I got all this stuff because if you, you stay stuck because you think this is all, this is the best you're going to ever have. That, oh my God, when you stay in, well, oh my God, you stay stuck because you don't think nothing better can come out of this situation. You stay stuck because you say to yourself like, oh my God, you become so comfortable with dysfunction that dysfunction is all you know. But I came to deliver and tear down that spirit tonight. You are not going to stay in a dysfunctional place. God wants you to be whole so you can be able to move forward. Are you hearing me tonight? And so Lot's wife, because her heart was still in Sodom, what happens is, is when they get out onto open field, because she's still longing for what's behind, why in the world do we think what's behind us is so greater than what's in front of us? Why in the world do you think that God is not a man who, not, who does not lie, but everything that comes out of his mouth is truth? Why, if God said, I got something better prepared, if God is saving you from that pit that you were in, why in the world are you going to look back? Why do you want to stay in dysfunction why do you want to stay in a messed up situation you need to get out of it be free in the name of Jesus here's another two if you don't forget you will not embrace the new 
Ecclesiastes 7.10 says, Do not say, Why were the former days better than these? For you do not inquire wisely concerning this. A lot of you, what we do is we romanticize the past. Girl, I remember I had this figure. God, what? Like you can't get it back now? Come on, somebody. I know you got a little older, but come on, let's get it on. Come on, somebody. We romanticized the past. Oh, man. I remember how the good old days used to be me and da 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 da. And then you romanticize the good part, not understanding that there's a real reason why you're not around that person now. <laughs> you start romanticizing and think about it like, you know what? And then you, here's what you do. You call them up and say, hey, I haven't talked to you for a while. And then y'all hang out somewhere. You probably meet at a bar or something. And then you talk to them. Wow, I realize why I don't talk to you anymore. <laughs> wow. Because what so happens is you hang up on the past that you don't think that God could give you new connections. New people that you can connect with. New people that, you, that are godly. That are actually trying to pursue this walk with Christ. But you're still hung up on what was. Uh, what God has in store for you again. Jesus, God wants to do a new thing. Say new thing. Yeah. Revelations 21 verse 5. I'm coming to a close and then we're going to pray. It says, then he who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, write for these words uh, are true and faithful. He said, write for these words are true and faithful. What God is saying to Jesus is saying here, my words are true and faithful. I came to make all things new. I came to wipe away the old and put a new spirit in you. Hallelujah. Oh my God, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, oh my God, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. He didn't say he's a new thing of the old. No, he's a complete new creation. You are a complete new creation in Christ. So why are you trying to Hang on to who you were because who you were is nothing to compare to who you're going to be in Christ. But if you can get a right mindset of who you are in Christ, then you won't miss the old you because the old you was in destruction. The old you was going to a place that was no saving, but the new you that is in Christ, for you are a royal priesthood. Oh my good chosen, set apart from God for God. Why are you romanticizing the old you? The old you had a bad attitude. The old you didn't know how to speak to people. The old you oh my, wasn't confident in yourself. But if you put on the new you, you'll be more confident. You'll walk bold. You'll walk proud. Nobody can tell you nothing. Because I know who I am in Christ. I don't need your validation. God validates me. God tells me who I am. I am the head and I'm not the tail. I'm above and not beneath who you think you are talking to me I am who God says I am yeah you know me for my past but I'm a new person that's not who I was you gotta upgrade your revelation of who I am here's why you ready I want you to forget about it cause what I'm about to do is that your new 
is prepared. The new thing is prepared. Daniel, go back to Isaiah 43 for me. We're about to get out of here and pray. Verse 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will make even a road in the wilderness. Here's the thing. You're still stuck and you don't move forward because this, you don't feel as if God has something else prepared. God said, I already got it prepared. But in this season, I'm asking for you to have some faith. I need you to have a faith the size of a mustard seed. I need you to step out on faith. See, you want it just to be easy for me so I can just give it to you. But you wouldn't appreciate it unless you go out on faith. You got to step out there because guess what? I've already made roads and rivers already going to your desert. Let me tell you, you're going to be overflowing with so much water that in the new thing God about to do in your life, you are about to be the provision. You're about to supply jobs. You're about to, oh my God, you're about to be the one taking care of your family. How do I know this? Because this is the new thing that God has prepared. Hallelujah. The new thing God wants to do in you is you be the deliverer. Hallelujah. God is waiting on you to step up to the mat and say you bigger than what you think you are because my spirit is on the inside of you. And the Bible says that I can do all things through Christ that gives me the strength. There's nothing that I owe my God. Just me, just Brandon. I can't do nothing. But with the Holy Spirit, I can do a whole lot of things. I can open up a business. I can run a church. I can pray. Preach. I can run my oh my god I can do a whole lot of things see Brandon didn't have no help but with God all things are possible look at somebody and say all things are possible you can do that oh my god the Bible says I'm gonna do the exceedingly and the abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that works in who you the power that works in who you who is that power it's the Holy Ghost or the inside of you in him I live and I in him I have my being hallelujah Woo! I feel like preaching in Silver Spring now look at somebody and say you got it it's in you it's in you I feel that there. It's in you. It's in you. You gotta get up out of that doubt. You gotta get out of that fear. You got everything. God said I can give you everything according to life and godliness. Oh my Jesus. Hallelujah. He said I'm gonna do a new thing. He said, I'm already providing rivers in the desert. He said, Yo, oh my God, your animals should be happy because they'll have enough to feel. They'll have enough to drink. Oh my God, the play, oh my God, the season that you're entering into, you're going to have way more than enough. It's going to be overflowing. The Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers, oh come on now, of living water. Oh, it's in you. Rivers of living water. And I came to Silver Spring tonight to pull it out of you. Rivers of living water coming out of you. You got it. Shout yes. Psalm 68 verse 19. I'm coming to a close now. He says, blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. The God of our salvation. Selah. 
Hallelujah. He said, I load you daily with benefits. Hallelujah. I got so much in store on your life. If you just trust in me, the Bible says, trust in the Lord and all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all of your ways, acknowledge him. And baby, he will direct your path. Everything you need is in Christ. It's not in another opportunity. It's not in another situation. It's in Christ. All you need is found in him. And there's a hymn of the church that says, oh my God, all that I had needed, thine hand has provided. God is faithful because that is who he is. That's who he is. God is faithful. That's who he is. He's faithful to heal you. He's faithful to deliver you. And if God said he's doing a new thing, then you better count on it because it's sure. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet right here. Look at somebody. Come on and encourage somebody in the Lord and tell them, forget about it. Forget about it. Wipe it slow. Wipe that clay stream. Why it's a clean slate. A new fresh thing that has arrived. A new fresh thing. God is doing a new thing in this region. Silver Spring, he's raising it up to be a provision. Streams of water. It's about to be birthed out of this place. I believe that in this house tonight. Oh my God. Pray for the person that's sitting next to you. Pray for them right here. Pray for them. Join hands with the person and pray for them. Pray for them right now that whatever trauma they've been dealing with, whatever thing that they've been suffering with, God is going to deliver them. Come on, pray for their healing tonight. That, uh, that they'll move on from the hurt. That they'll move on from the past. In the name of Jesus. That God is a healer in this room. Come on, open up your mouth, church. If a closed mouth don't get fed, open up your mouth and believe that you got it. Open up your mouth and believe that you got it. Come on, open up your mouth and believe that you got it. Come on, pray for them. I believe deliverance is happening now. Come on, I believe deliverance is happening now. In the name of Jesus. Do a work right now in the name of Jesus. We tear down everything, every thought and imagination that exceeds itself over the thought of God tonight. We decree and declare be healed, be delivered, be set free. We decree and declare that the power of God is in this place. The power of God is in this place. The power of God is in this place. In the name of Jesus.